This is the tarot reading for our world in December 2022. And there were lots of questions to choose from, but the ones that kept coming up again and again were about media, China, and Russia. The questions that asked were, what do we need to know about mainstream media? And what is their role at this time? I wanted some feedback there. Uh, question number two, can we get some insight into the future of China and Taiwan? And number three, can we get some insight into the future of Russia? Those are kind of touchy subjects, but let's go. Uh, so the cards I drew in response to question number one, I got two cards. It was a two-part question. So I got Ten of Pentacles. And this one, again, the Three of Swords. Uh, question number two, what I got was the Wheel of Fortune. And question number three was the Three of Pentacles. So, uh, so let's go through these. Question number one, what do we need to know about mainstream media and what is their role at this time? And as I said, the cards drawn were the Ten of Pentacles and the Three of Swords. So because I had asked a two-part question, that's why I drew two cards. So the Ten of Pentacles came up in, in response to what do we need to know about mainstream media? And the Three of Swords came up regarding their role. Okay. So, keywords. Let's look at the Ten of Pentacles first. Um, keywords associated with this card include the marketplace, material success, endings and transitions, communication, community sharing, trade, abundance, effort, work, money, and health. If we look at the Ten of Pentacles, we see what appears to be a busy street or marketplace with men, women, and children moving back and forth. There is a beggar sitting prominently in the lower left corner wearing a blanket or robe uh, with uh, some grapes and grape leaves woven into the design. And there's a couple of dogs in front of the beggar. Along the left edge of the card, there's this really slim area of blue-gray water with many, many waves on it. And there's a couple of strange-looking tower-like tower, tower -like structures, I guess I would call them. Um, and they're right at the edge of the water. There is a large arching bridge up one side, up the left side of the card and across the entire top. And on the side of the bridge are hanging two coats of arms, one depicting a castle and the other showing the scales of justice. On the right, in the distance, there is a tower. Leaning up against the bridge is a staff, you know, like you kind of walk with a staff. And scattered around the card are ten pentacles that at first appear to have no obvious connection to one another. And in the background, the sky is a bright blue. 
So this card is often seen as a card symbolizing what's happening in the marketplace of a culture. What's going on in the real world? The street or marketplace symbolizes the place where people of all ages come together to meet, talk, trade, and share themselves, their stories, and the information that they need to stabilize a community. It is in the marketplace that people find the relationships they need to conduct the business of life. It is in the marketplace that they renew a sense of belonging and share or trade what they've produced or what they have to sell. What are they trading? Goods and information. The goods might be just the excuse or trading the information. So since our question is about media, we can ask, well, what exactly is media? And the answer, information. So we have a card that directly points to information being shared in the marketplace of life. The beggar. The beggar that sits in the lower left part of the card represents Someone who is not getting what he needs. Might that be the whole population? Uh, this points to the problem of not being fed the information we need to maintain the stable community life. The beggar is also wrapped in a large blanket with grapes and grape leaves on it. The blanket symbolizes covering something up. The leaves symbolize a leave-taking or dropping out of some people, which is what beggars do. They drop out of society to a huge degree. The grape leaves also symbolize the effort to turn over a new leaf, while the grapes themselves, they symbolize aging and the wine of life experience that tends to alter perception. Yeah. Grapes make wine. Wine alters perception. You get that alteration through the experience of life. Uh, there's a tower. The tower in the distance represents the ivory tower. And it signals that the media is in an ivory tower of sorts. They're not accessible to us the greater public. The bridge that arches all across the top of the card represents the bridges that must be built and rebuilt daily between and among the people in order to maintain a peaceful and successful community. It's information and sharing and trade that makes for peace and success. But Look at the Ten Pentacles for a moment. At first glance, they look like they're just scattered around the card. However, if you take a closer look, you'll see that they are in the pattern of a Kabbalistic tree of life. Why do you not see that at first? What's missing? All of the connections and lines of communication are missing. 
This indicates that communication has broken down and community will soon follow. The people still move through the marketplace and along the streets, so everybody's going about their business. They're going through the motions, but the sense of belonging is gone. And so is the feeling of connection and community. That's a warning. On the side of the bridge, we have the coats of arms. And the coat of arms with a castle on it signifies the elite life and the isolation of the rich and powerful elites. The other coat of arms depicts the scales of justice, and this points to the need for balance, honesty, and fairness. The scales, well, they're the scales of justice. They call for examination and reevaluation of what is happening in real life in order to discern whether or not the media are doing justice to the news, whether the information they put out is balanced or presents only one side of what's happening out there in the world, the side the media wants us to see and believe. Mm -mm. The staff leaning against the bridge symbolizes both good and bad. On the good side, it indicates that a goal has been achieved, but we are to remain prepared and alert. Was that goal the success of the media narrative? A narrative that convinced millions of people that nothing unusual is going on in any of the sectors of our world, be it business, medical, financial, governmental, or elsewhere? Or was the underlying goal the awakening of millions of people to the exact opposite? that media is telling lies of commission and lies of omission with all sorts of bias, monkey business, and misrepresentation going on. On the bad side, the leaning staff represents several other things. It's a feeling of not being able to stand upright, of being immature, dependent, and leaning on others of not having a home or suddenly feeling that you do not belong in the community you grew up in or now live in, all of which is a danger point, a possible turning point for a marketplace, a community, or a civilization. The dogs in front of the beggar are hoping to get a few crumbs from the beggar. And this points to a tendency to keep going to someone or something that has nothing to sustain us. Media and communication allow us to keep the marketplace alive, to share what we've produced. And the dogs here point to a lack of goods and services, as well as the possibility that the marketplace either is going or has gone to the dogs. It warns against a period of trying to get needed information from an empty source. We cannot get what we need from someone or something that does not have anything left to give. And this also hints at conditions that usually occur 
only during times of depression and famine. The waves on the water along the left edge of the card symbolize intense emotion and the strange tower-like structures almost out of sight on the edge of the card point to someone or something watching from a perspective that is not involved with the people on the ground in the marketplace. This could be a benevolent oversight or something sinister, as in surveillance and spying. Uh, the Ten of Pentacles is known, this card is known as the Lord of Wealth. And it usually symbolizes the abundance and well-being that are possible when the marketplace is operating smoothly. Since our question is, what do we need to know about mainstream media, this card points to two important factors. One is that good media is important to helping maintain abundance and wealth in a community. The other is that a great deal of wealth is either being made by the media or there is a great wealth behind the media and supporting it. This card is associated with the planet Mercury and Mercury is, of course, the planet of news. News, information, speed, communication, thought, cunning, and trickery. And of course, all of this is directly related to the subject of media. So the Ten of Pentacles is also associated with the astrological sign of Virgo. And in the tarot, that astrological sign is represented by the following scene. A deaf woman and an old man leaning on a staff, symbolizing weakness, infirmity, loss of members, destruction, destruction of trees, trees are the symbol of the family, and depopulation of lands. End quote. Not exactly the kind of scenario we want to see in our world today. Then we come to the Three of Swords. I drew this card as a sort of afterthought, seeking further insight into the role of mainstream media at this time, and I was really disappointed to see this card. We just saw this card last month in response to a question about whether or not there was a war coming. As mentioned then, this is a very straightforward, simple message. The Three of Hearts is known as the Lord of Sorrow. It represents intense mental activity, affliction, conflict, war, judgment, justice, strategy, separation, and legal matters. It points to explosive relationships, obstacles, heartache, betrayals, loss, and burdens. So, there's our media right there. Swords represent the mind, the intellect, thinking, logic, and the ability to cut the ties that bind us. 
something that mainstream media has been doing for years. And that has resulted in anger, confusion, and a loss of a sense of community in many places. If we can recognize this in time, it could save us from making the wrong decisions. Swords symbolize the ability to cut to the chase, to recognize the essentials, or to get to the root of a problem. It asks, or they, the swords, ask us to use perception and thinking as our most important tool. What do we need to see in order to cut to the chase? Perhaps the answer is in the three itself. The three is recognized as a symbol of the triangle, and it indicates that our relationships with one another within the community have been interfered with by a third party that is disrupting things. Since our question is about media, this likely points to the fact that media is the interfering party. The Three of Swords signify that we have reached the end of an era, the end of a way of life, and the transition to another way of life. This same fact is echoed in the Ten of Pentacles, which also has to do with changes, beginnings, endings, and transition in the marketplace. Question number two. Can we get some insight into the future of China and Taiwan? And the card drawn was the Wheel of Fortune. So the subject of China is big. And China's relationship with Taiwan has been in the news a lot lately. So I was curious as to what the cards might offer regarding their future. And what came up, of course, was the wheel. The Wheel of Fortune. The wheel is part of the major arcana and generally signifies good fortune and continuous change. As the wheel turns, all things move, shift, and enter into new relationships. And since the question is about the future of China and Taiwan, the wheel points to big changes in their relationship. Looking at the card, you see a winged bull with a book in the lower left corner, symbolizing the earth and changes in the material realm. The bull's attitude is, I shall rule. In the upper left corner, a winged angel with a book symbolizes the air element, changes in thinking, and the position, I do rule. An eagle holding a book in the upper right corner symbolizes water. And that is changes in emotions and feeling. And the eagle declares, I have ruled. And a winged lion with a book sits in the lower right corner symbolizing the element of fire and that means changes in power and the position i am without rule 
So the caveat here is that all things change and great success always carries the seeds of its own destruction. When taken together, these four figures symbolize several things. Diversity, controversy, continuity, and fate. But it especially points to the need to be ready for things to change. As things change, new paths to happiness will have to be found. So, each of the figures in the corners is holding or looking at a book. And the book symbolizes the book of life that gets written as we think, talk, decide, and act. Since the question is about China and Taiwan, the card reminds us, reminds everyone in fact, that their fate is in their hands. The book also symbolizes the ability of humans to learn by watching. Humans are among the only ones who can learn from others' mistakes. So let me read that again. The book also symbolizes the ability of humans to learn by watching the mistakes of others and thus move forward in their development at a faster rate instead of having to learn everything the hard way through personal experience. So on the left side of the wheel, there's a snake. And this symbolizes or signifies having one's consciousness awakened due to negativity, evil, and destruction. On the other side of the wheel is the dog-headed god Anubis, signifying that positive, constructive energies will be needed for rebirth and reincarnation. Since Anubis was the god who accompanied souls on their way to reincarnation, the deeper message here is that the coming change may be destructive, requiring a whole new life or a whole new way of life. So that'll have to be created. Since China is saying that Taiwan belongs to them, it would likely be Taiwan having to create a whole new way of life. And I just want to mention in those four corners, um, how did that go? I, I shall rule, I do rule, I have ruled, and I am without rule. There you have the whole story of China and Taiwan. Um, let's continue on. On the wheel itself, there are four letters. The four letters are T, A, R, O. These letters can be rearranged to form the sentence Rotatero Oratora Ator, which is Latin for the wheel of tarot declares the law of Ator. Ator was an Egyptian goddess whose task it was to remind people of the law of destiny. The law of destiny said, your destiny is in your hands, and if you do not take charge of your destiny, someone else will. And you will be subject to whatever fate they decide for you. 
This is likely a warning to Taiwan to take steps to assure the destiny they want for themselves. And I would say, because this card usually symbolizes uh, abundance in some form or fashion, that that could be a good move for Taiwan, but the U.S. would not like that. Uh, there's a blue sphinx sitting on top of the wheel, and that sphinx plus the four symbols on the ends of the four spokes inside the wheel symbolize not only the four directions, north, south, east, and west, but they also symbolize the four elements, air, fire, water, and earth. This points to the reality that things could go in any direction. And the four elements signify the ability for amazingly different and unique elements to work together. Fire and water, earth and air. All of these, the sphinx, the spokes, the symbols on the ends of the spokes, represent great diversity. And this points to an astounding ability to work together. Something we could emulate. Something China and Taiwan could emulate. The bright blue of both uh, the Sphinx and the sky symbolizes clarity. And the suggestion here is that there's a great many, or there are a great many elements to be considered in this situation. And there are. <laughs> With clarity and a sense of timing, things could work out very well for both countries. But flexibility on all sides would be needed. In fact, one of the warnings about this card is that there will be trouble and sorrow if people try to stick to old perspectives and routines. You'll be crushed by the wheel. This warning is underscored by the numerous clouds in every corner. Clouds that indicate a lack of clarity. The Wheel of Fortune is card number 10 in the Major Arcana, and the 10 is part of a, a little family of cards headed by card number 1, the Magician. The 10 is associated with abundance, fullness, and excess, and being at the end of the line, so that the only options remaining are transition and a new beginning. Or similarly, the end stage of the season, which must pass out of existence so that a new season can begin. Matters can go no further. End quote. The ten is also associated with kingship. And since it's quite questionable that Taiwan would ever become king over China, the suggestion here is that China will become king over Taiwan and will see itself as having reached a goal and the culmination or completion of a long-term project. So, that's China and Taiwan. And question number three was, can we get some insight into, China, into Russia and its future? And the card drawn here was the Three of Pentacles. So, 
So let's look at this. This is a very interesting card when applied to Russia. Because this is the card of building a new world, of reforming the earth, and of, quote, the disclosure of what was hidden, end quote. The, the Three of Pentacles symbolizes freedom and relief through the removal of limits, obstacles, and excesses of every kind. Wonder what kind of excesses that might refer to. <laughs> okay, uh, this card is known as the Lord of Material Work. In other words, something has to be done or built or created in the material world. It represents one who faces the demand. This We're talking about Russia here. Facing the demand. Find out what the world needs. And then do that work. Fill that need. Wow. I don't know that Ukraine needed to be invaded. But I do know that the hidden endemic corruption in Ukraine needed to be disclosed and ended. Something Russia is doing quite effectively. When you look at the symbols on this card, what you see is a sculptor standing on a bench in front of a crypt. C-R-Y-P-T, crypt. Uh, holding a hammer in one hand and a mallet in the other hand. And he's working on some unhewn stone. Unhewn stone. Stone that has to be shaped. He is wearing blue tights and a yellow apron. Standing beside him are a monk and a nun. And they're holding two copies of a plan or an architectural drawing. The monk is dressed in gray. And the nun is wearing a robe from head to toe with flowers on it. On the archway into the crypt are three black pentacles. The only time in the entire deck that the pentacles are shown in black. A crypt is a vault under a church. And it's often used as a burial place. So on the one hand, this card symbolizes the death of something. The crypt symbolizes the death of something. And on the other hand, it represents a reworking of the foundations because crypts are usually part of the foundation of a church, to create something new. The crypt points to something going on underground and an end to some kind of societal structure or institution that has been below the surface. The churches, since churches, represent the structure of belief working on the foundations of a church symbolizes taking current beliefs and perceptions apart right down to their basic foundations and then building them anew. Much of this work on the unsculpted or unhewn stone is done by the sculptor who is shaping the stone, creating a relief. He, like Michelangelo, has the attitude that he's not so much adding something new to the structure as he is liberating the shapes enclosed within the stone. Meaning liberating the people caught in corruption or some other compromising circumstances. 
stone, the word stone, is the symbol of the physical world, of bodies, of material things. You see that in the Bible all the time. The unhewn stone symbolizes a slumbering or captured humanity, and the architect or sculptor creates relief by awakening humanity and liberating that which has been captured and shrouded with heavy encumbrances. So if you look at the, at the cart, the uh, sculptor is standing on a bench. And that symbolizes that freedom at many levels, human, financial, governmental, technological, educational, scientific, social, and others have been benched. And the sculptor has taken a position on those benchmarks and is working to reactivate those freedoms. Pentacles, of course, symbolize money, values, talents, and black pentacles symbolize the very dark financial dealings, a perversion of values, and the use of talents for less than honorable things. The dark pentacles call for bringing light to a situation or a people that have been lost or enslaved and unable to free themselves. So let me read that again so it makes a little more sense. The dark pentacles call for bringing light to a situation or a people that have been lost or enslaved and unable to free themselves. So since our question is about Russia and the future of Russia, this says that they are bringing light and relief and freedom to some people that need it. Uh, the sculptor, meaning Russia, is willing to face this financial ugliness and these perversions of value and to deal with an unknown outcome. In other words, we don't know if we can do this or not, but by gosh, we're going to do it. We're going to try. And the monk and the nun also symbolize this willingness. Uh, the monk and the nun symbolize those who are committed to a vocation or a life's work, even if other people don't understand and don't agree, even if other people wouldn't join such a vocation or help with the project or see that as foolish or unjust or unfair or whatever. So the monk dressed in gray represents the paradox of detachment with commitment. In other words, Russia is detached and committed. You know, what might that symbolize? Detachment from, we don't need to take over everything, or we didn't start this project with the need to take it over, but we're committed to seeing it through, and we'll do what we have to do to make that happen. The nun dressed in a dark yellow robe with red flowers on it, also represents commitment to a vocation or a work, life's work. And the dark yellow signifies a conscious awareness of something going on that is extremely dark, even feverish, 
is mentally sick and lacks clarity. She brings the roses of love and compassion to the work. They are holding copies of a plan. And a plan is almost always uh, the symbol of a blueprint of creation, a good way of being, or a task that God has asked you to do in your lifetime. Blueprints also represent a test of whether you are willing to carry out that work, carry it to its conclusion, win, lose, or draw. The two copies of the plan that they are holding signal a great deal of preparation having gone into the plan. And there's more than one way to carry out the work. If one way doesn't work, another will. This represents persistence, the power of focus, and an alignment of heart, mind, and action. This is the card, the Three of Pentacles, of not holding back. It's a card of powerful intention and of giving your all to some cause or project. The three, which we have already talked about, symbolizes the triangle. And because our question is about Russia, it indicates that they are part of the three-way triangle or tangle, it'd be more accurate, of destinies. Some might say they are the ones interfering in the life of Ukraine. Others might say that the U.S. was the interfering factor, taunting and pushing Russia until they stood up, willing to intervene in the corruption going on in Ukraine, but also to take a stand against the obvious encroachment on their borders. And... Once roused, Russia has demonstrated a tenacious grip on their commitment to the task at hand. The Three of Pentacles is related to the planet Mars and deals with war, group efforts, tangible reality, force, fighting, and the urge to rouse or lead. It is also associated with the 10th house of astrology, and this is the sign of Capricorn, ruled by Saturn. Saturn brings powerful energies of construction and reconstruction, limits, delays, duty, fear, loss, prudence, realism, and discipline. And lastly, the number three brings a whole new dimension of possibilities to light. Three symbolizes the third dimension or another dimension. And it reflects the work of a skilled designer or strategist. So let's uh, sum things up here. Uh, so question number one was, what do we need to know about mainstream media and what's their role at this time? And the cards drawn were the Ten of Pentacles and the Three of Swords. So these cards remind us that the mainstream media has had a tremendous effect on our sense of community and belonging. 
if its usual role is to help hold the marketplace together and generate great wealth, then why has it been so disrupted and distrusted over the past few years? Was the role of mainstream media to break the bonds between us, forcing a renewal? Was it to cut our ties, our moorings to an old world that we've outgrown? Kicking us out of our very comfortable lives, most of which were in a rut, and forcing us to review, rethink, and rebuild our world in line with newer information, techniques, technologies, and equipment coming from every direction. Was it the role of mainstream media to waken us from the illusion that everything was working just fine and let us know we're at the end of an era? If we could all stop with the chicken little approach, we might be able to get excited about a chance to put together a new world. Uh, question number two was, can we get some insight? into the future of China and Taiwan. And the card drawn was the Wheel of Fortune. The essence of this card says that big change is to be expected and that all parties should keep in mind the fact that one's destiny is in your own hands. It says there should be a readiness to find new paths to happiness. To a good life and it suggests that with some creativity and flexibility something could be put in place that would be a good workable solution to the present set of tensions and threats you know i was reminded when i saw this card of the laws of energy that say for every action there is an equal and opposite reaction so if China were to take over Taiwan, they might feel successful for a time. But the equal and opposite reaction would eventually come and might undo what they thought was all set and working nicely. And question number three. Can we get some insight into Russia and its future and the card drawn? was the Three of Pentacles. This very unusual card points to Russia as a symbol of freedom and relief through the, quote, disclosure of what was hidden, end quote. It points to Russia as an agent of freedom and relief through the removal of limits, removal of obstacles, and of excesses of every kind. For those who know what was going on in Ukraine before Russia entered it, this probably makes a great deal of sense. For those who have followed only mainstream media, this may not fit their understanding at all. The card says that Russia is engaged in an effort to confront dark financial dealings a perversion of values, and the use of talents for less than honorable dealings, and that they are committed to finishing the work. The question that this card raises is, 
if Russia had not intervened in what was going on in Ukraine, where would the world have ended up? Would anyone else have taken on the task of cleaning up the corruption? The entire reading hints at the possibility that in the future, we may look back and thank Russia for taking on the work of helping clean up the corruption in the world. So that's it for this month. Thank you so much for listening. We are headed toward Christmas this month, and I wish you a really wonderful Christmas season, not just for a day, but for the entire rest of the year. Merry Christmas, and take good care of yourself. <music>